listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. I am Tiny, sitting across from me, John Long. Hello. I guess you already heard that in the intro. <laughs> but we're here again, recording on a beautiful, sunny Sunday afternoon. That's right. It is a nice day. It is. Nice day for an estate sale across the street from me. It's been going on all week. Yeah, I know. Which, I mean, good for them. I know they're trying. They're going to put that house on the market soon. Mm-hmm. But... uh Everybody's been parking behind my driveway. One day, <laughs> one day I took Libby to school and I had to run back home. This is Friday, uh-huh. and I had to run back home and I pulled in the driveway. And when we all left, there was a Dodge Charger parked in front of it. When I jumped out, I just glanced at it and there was a big dent in the door of it. And I was like, I wonder if Deidre or Thomas hit that thing. <laughs> so I called Deidre. She's like, No, I didn't hit anything. And I call, I texted Thomas. Thomas was like, No, I didn't hit anything. So. Luckily, it wasn't us. Nobody came and knocked on the door for me, so um, we haven't had to pay any damages. But there have been people there all weekend. Annoying, huh? It is annoying. Hmm. You should have just thrown your mattress you got out there, <laughs> put a for sale sign on it. <laughs> yes, I should have. I know you picked up another yard to mow, right? I did. I sniped another yard. Golly. <laughs> I always put that picture. I texted you, yeah, like in the comments. That was going, hilarious. You should check out his rates. I will say those rates needs to be adjusted for inflation. <laughs> <laughs> sure, <laughs> but yes, that was hilarious. Well, I'm, I'm, Let me tell you my plan. Now, well, I mean, I guess it's not a plan because it hasn't worked. But sure. this other huge subdivision over here, Bristol Park, that's yes. just down the road from us. Right. I tried to join their Facebook group okay. and snipe some of those yards. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't I haven't infiltrated yet. But oh. if we have any listeners in Bristol, in Park. Bristol Park who want to invite me in sure. so I can get some more work. Now, are you know. in uh, the Carrollwood community up I here? Am. Yes. All right. So <laughs> I'm still in there, too. Live wait, Stephen. Just wait. I want to get you one day. <laughs> I see posts all the time of in there. It's like, you know, I got firewood if uh-huh. y'all want to come by and get it. And I'm I'm just biding my time. I'll have a good one <laughs> one day. Uh, let's see. You should see if we what other neighborhoods are around. Is Forest Glen? They got to have a Facebook group. That's just right up the road. Yeah. I may may see if I yes. can get in there. I'm ready to have you with a trailer and a zero-turn lawnmower and weed eater strapped <laughs> to the side of it. That's my goal. I know. I want to see it. I want to watch this business grow. I want to know that I was here at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And really, it's selfish because I hope it will consume as much of your time as possible. <laughs> then we won't have to do the podcast anymore. Uh, we, we'll stop. Whichever one doesn't pay, you know, we'll continue doing mm-hmm. the other. So <laughs> if the patrons step up, we may can keep going there on. There you go. We're almost to our goal of 100 patrons. <laughs> We're so close. So, uh, I went to Talladega last week. That's right. You did. Tiny. Let me tell you what. Have you ever been? I've never been. Well, okay. I have been to Talladega, but not on race day. Okay. But now I have toured. I I did the little thing where you get in the minivan and they take you around the track. And then you get just on like the very first lane. And like the van feels like it's going to tumble over. over. Yes. It is. I mean, 
I, I honestly, while I was there, I, I couldn't have been more proud of my state, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think it might be the pinnacle of like Caucasian accomplishments. You wow. Know? I mean, okay. forget Alexander the Great, <laughs> forget Britain. <laughs> it's a racetrack in East Alabama. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Alexander, he was pretty gay until Genghis Khan came along. Sure, right. That's true. <laughs> he showed us how world conquering is done. Yes, but uh, but yeah, there has never been a greater thing. It's so massive. Is it as wild as I've heard? Well, of course, I was there with a bunch of Boy Scouts. Right. So, so they, is it as wild as I've heard? <laughs> I'll say this. They keep us sequestered for the most part ah, gotcha. from all of the wildness. Now- Security, not what I wanted it to be at a an event with 175,000 people or yeah, how many yeah. ever are there. We could go just about anywhere. So we went all down through the infield where it gets kind of wild. Hmm. We did go to a concert, which I was like, this is with some of the older scouts. I was like, look, before we got in, I was like, look, y'all, we're all going to have to agree to be cool because <laughs> we may see some things. And your parents don't need to know about it. And I don't need. I don't and need, I don't need to be asked questions. Yeah, all right. I don't want to have to get home and attend some meeting about this. So everybody be cool. Let's have fun. And we get in there immediately, a blow up sex doll. <laughs> hadn't shaved in quite a while, the sex doll hadn't. I think somebody glued like a wig or something <laughs> on it. We're just being batted about like a beach ball at a okay. concert. Yes. That was great. And <laughs> uh, and then the guys played. I don't even remember who it was. Uh, and it was fun for a little while. But finally, I was like, all right, let's go. We got to walk back to the campsite and get in bed. So we left a little early. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it was like there was one younger girl who came with us who uh, she goes to the Catholic school, is apparently very devout. And uh, she was very shocked and immediately wanted to leave. So another adult went home with her, took her back. Well, I mean, uh, that's encouraging because I, yeah. I would have thought that a Catholic schoolgirl would not have been right. as shocked well, <laughs> as some of the Baptist kids that were there. Well, the first thing she said, she was standing by me and she was like, it smells horrible. And I was in my mind, I was like, that's weed and body odor. <laughs> <laughs> this is what all outdoor yeah. concerts like, this smell This is pretty like. much every outdoor concert you will ever attend in your life, ma'am. But I was like, yeah, you know, people don't take baths. <laughs> As some dude's like smoking a joint five feet from us. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I, they've been out here. It's been hot and running around and all that. But it was great. And the race was fun and all that. We didn't stay all the way for the big race. We had, we, you know, we we're like, we right. don't want to be trapped in traffic for four hours. Mm -hmm. But, oh, here's another thing. I don't know if you know, Malcolm in the Middle is a race car driver. Did not know that. Got to see. What is that kid's name? Frankie Munez. Yes, yeah. that's right. Okay, uh, did he, not know that. He's driving a NASCAR now. Well, yeah, he races on the ARCA series, which, if I understand, is kind of like single-A baseball, maybe double-A baseball. You. Hoping you'll get called up to the yeah right, but <laughs> the, he was he's the points leader on that series. All right, and uh, I got to see him, you know, like do a a talk, a meet and greet talk thing. Where he just happened mm -hmm. to be walking by while it was happening, and what I was, was like, that "That's like? Malcolm in the Middle." <laughs> was it? Was it like, "Hey, remember the episode where <laughs> I did this?" 
He talked about how much he loved racing. He talked about how everybody, he's like, I'm 37. He was like, everybody on this series is like 16 to 19 years old. He was like, so I'm like the old man and all this. But yeah, he just, it was all racing. I mean, he talked a little bit how having a entertainment career helped him learn to deal with media and people wanting autographs and all that. Mm -hmm. But he was like, I'm a race car driver. I'm not Malcolm in the middle. I'm thankful for my experiences doing that, but. I want to be known as a race car driver. So, and with that said, yeah, nobody in the audience <laughs> thought of him as a race car. Driver. I immediately took a picture <laughs> and said, "Look, it's Malcolm in the middle." Exactly, <laughs> put it on my Instagram. Malcolm in the middle is a race car driver. <laughs> yeah, but I thought when he was like three wide at Talladega, going around the turns, it would be the great time for the commentators to be, you know. Well, Malcolm's in the middle, coming out of turn two. (laughs) They could have played the song. Yes, right. (laughs) But, man, I'm going to tell you, those cars move. They go real fast. Uh It's pretty awesome. I'm I'm all in on racing. I want to go back without a bunch of Boy Scouts. (laughs) Gotcha. Not because I want to, like, you know, get naked and run through the infield. Mm -hmm. I did that. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Boy Scouts aren't going to stop me from doing that. But if you could imagine trying to keep up with like 20 kids in amongst, you know, hundreds of people. I can see that being a nightmare. And a lot of them, you know, early teen, no impulse control. If they see something shiny, they're going to walk right over to it. Mm -hmm. A lot of ladies don't like to wear a lot of clothes. (laughs) Nothing like, I mean... It was just like bikini tops and short gotcha. shorts and stuff. So all the boys were, they were loving walking around the midway portion of town. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's good. It's a lot of fun. So nice. I recommend it to anyone. It's so much fun. I can't wait to go back. So, yeah, that was, uh, it was good. Makes you proud to be an American. Now, <laughs> they love America. You know who else they love on NASCAR at NASCAR tracks? Who's that? Donald Trump. <laughs> well, I saw people forget, but if I'm not mistaken, was it not Talladega that gave us the "Let's Go Brandon" meme? <laughs> Maybe so. It, it definitely had it was like that race two years ago. I think. Yeah. Maybe so. Yeah, I saw an equal amount. All right. First of all, I only saw one rebel flag the whole time I was there. Take mm-hmm. that stereotypes of the South. <laughs> only one. Yeah. And they have signs, NASCAR has signs posted going, rebel flags aren't allowed. We, you know, have a community of inclusiveness and all that. Also, probably 10% of the people there are African-American. Very okay. surprising. I thought this would be a lot like Gatlinburg. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out our African-American brothers in the South love racing too. Okay. So that was cool. So, well, I mean, you don't go to a basketball game and not right. see white people. Sure. Now, in the stands. <laughs> You're not going to see many of them playing. If they're on the court, they're European. <laughs> <laughs> but that still counts, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, they don't. I only saw one rebel flag the whole time I was there. I did see a dude with a rebel flag hat on one time talking with an African American guy while he was waiting on his slice of Murphy's pizza to come up. <laughs> I was like, "That's America right there. That's a good <laughs> shot." They weren't fighting. Nobody was had any problems. But whatever. That would have been a perfect black and white photo. Yeah. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> like to be on display in some gallery somewhere. That's right. But uh, there are a million American flags, and there are a million Trump flags. My favorite was Trump as Rambo with an RPG. <laughs> <laughs> with, like, explosions in the background and everything. I was like, that's that's pretty cool. Uh-huh. So, yeah, they, they love... 
former President Trump, potential felon Trump. You know what I would like to see people bring back? This, the, like the original colonies, the flag they had with like the oh, yeah. thirteen yeah. stars in a circle. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, we need to bring that one back. That's super retro that's American flag. Cool. Yeah, people would probably think it was some Civil War flag they didn't know anything about. <laughs> My favorite flag is the uh, the one with the cut up snake on it. The joiner die. Oh yeah, the uh, what? What are they? The Gaston? 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 No, the Gaston flag is "Don't tread on me." Well, I thought it had the cut-up snake on it, though. No, nah, it's the coiled-up snake. Oh, like, okay. If you step on me, King George, I'm going to bite you. Yeah, and it's so don't, don't tread on me. That's a yeah. don't start nothing, won't be nothing gotcha. flag. The joiner dies. It has the snake cut into 13 pieces, and it's like, we got to join up, but mm-hmm. we're going to get eliminated. Right. And I like that one. That's a cool flag. There's another one who is maybe New Hampshire's flag. It was like a big pine tree, and it just said, appeal to heaven on it. Huh. Yeah. But you know, our founding fathers didn't believe in God. So <laughs> whatever. You know, only, only put appeal to heaven on the flag, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, uh go to Talladega if you can. If you can. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I would recommend it. I don't know about any other NASCAR race. I don't know anything about racing. I used to watch it a lot in the nineties, you know, pre Dale's death. Like most normal people, mm-hmm. me and my dad would watch it together. It was a lot of fun. So I knew more than anybody in our crew, but I didn't know any driver or anything. I didn't Except know who Malcolm was. in the middle. <laughs> I knew Malcolm in the middle. I knew Kyle Bush, which a lot of people like to chant F Kyle Bush. <laughs> I mean, that's a big chant down in Talladega. And I'm like, I'm sitting here with a bunch of teenagers, guys. We have on Boy Scouts uniforms. Apparently, the fans at Talladega, they like to. Say F a lot of people. Oh, yeah. There's, they don't hold back <laughs> on the cussing. <laughs> but it's awesome. It's well done. The first day we walked an entire circuit around the outside of the track because we didn't know where we were going. Mm-hmm. And apparently everybody who's working is a volunteer. So everyone we would ask for information would be like, I don't know. And so we would just go to the next little gate. And we ended up walking about 10 miles that day. And we had some tired little kids. Man. Yeah. It was fun, though. Well, what do you got as far as odd news this week? Okay. This week, I'm going to talk about uh, we had a security breach at the White House. We're going to talk about an update with Afro Man. Shout out to Jacqueline. And then we're going to talk about neo-Nazis. Okay. I have a story about cattle mutilation. I have a story about bullfighting. But I'm going to start with this one. Father of hundreds gets sperm donation banned. Oh, okay. From Dutch court. That okay. individual's name is John Long. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been selling mine this whole time. I've just been wasting it. <laughs> I've just been wasting it for forever. I could have been a millionaire. The Hague, uh, April 28th, a Dutch court on Friday ordered a man who judges said has fathered between 500 and 600 children around the world to stop donating his sperm in high demand. The 41-year-old Dutchman identified by De Telegraph newspaper as Jonathan Meyer. I wonder if he's founder of the Meyer store. Maybe. I was thinking Oscar Meyer Wieners. (laughs) He was forbidden to donate any more semen to clinics, the court ruling said. He could be fined a hundred thousand euros per infraction. Wow! So, could he go to a like 
the United States and start jerking off again? I mean, that's a good question. It it just says here that uh, no more clinics. It uh, they don't put like a geographical yeah. Region this is like go it. to Russia, start <laughs> doing it all over. The court also ordered Meyer to write to clinics abroad, asking them to destroy any of his semen that they may still have in stock, except for doses reserved for parents who have already who already have children raised by him. Huh. The decision came after a civil case started by a foundation representing the interest of donor children and Dutch parents who had used Meyer as a donor. They argued that his continued donations violated the right to a private life of his donor children, whose ability to form romantic relationships are hampered by fears of accidental incest or inbreeding. Which that's exactly why, yeah. why I thought this would happen. Right. If you've got six hundred kids. There's a chance a couple of them will get together. I mean, there's only a matter of time, sure. right? <laughs> We've all seen the videos. <laughs> Somebody gets stuck in the washing machine. Next thing you know, <laughs> Meyer's mass donation first came to light in 2017, and he was banned from donating to Dutch fertility clinics where he had already fathered a hundred children. However, he continued to donate abroad, including the Danish sperm bank Cryos, which operates internationally. You just can't oh, keep a good dog sure. down. I mean, <laughs> hey, if you're going to do it, you might as well get paid for it. I mean, he said, I will not stop spanking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Will not be denied. No, you're not going to stop me. Yeah, it's a human right. <laughs> Meyer also continued to offer himself as a donor on sites matching prospective parents with sperm donors, sometimes using a different name, according to the Algamine Dagblad Daily. So, okay. Uh, apparently, this guy, he uh, really likes donating his sperm. Well, who doesn't? <laughs> Waste not, want not. Yeah. I was. Donated mine to a sock all these years. I was really, nothing. I was really hoping that there would be something in this article that, like, why is he in such demand? Does he have like five PhDs? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what is it about this guy that's making everybody like, yeah, that's the one? Sure. If you could pot- pick a potential sperm donor, who would it be, Tiny? Uh, I guess myself. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't want to. I'm not paying to raise somebody sure. else's kids. No, I'm saying. Let's say you couldn't produce right. for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you know, industrial accident down the plant. <laughs> it's happened like, before. We we're, we want to f- have a child. Uh-huh. Out of everybody in the world, who would you pick? Man, that's a good question. Because I, I tell you what, uh, me and Tara, when we were dating, we both knew we wanted kids. Yeah. We didn't talk about it a ton other than we want kids. But I do remember us having the conversation where I said that if for some reason I found out either one of us was infertile, I would prefer to adopt. Yeah. Because there's a lot of kids out there who don't have parents, sure. who need parents. I would rather adopt one of them right. than like bring another one in. But that's a good question. Like Tara, what if even if I can't have a kid, what if she still wants one to be hers biologically? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Who'd you pick? It'd probably be Michael Jordan. Okay, that's pretty good. One. <laughs> that's a pretty good one. I was gonna say Secretariat. Let's just get weird with it. Get a thoroughbred. <laughs> I want a thoroughbred. 
I tell you what, if you could be a professional athlete, a racehorse would be who I would pick to be. You know? <laughs> really? Yeah, man. You like win one race and then all you do is bang for the rest of your life for like $50,000 a pop. Yeah, but you don't have hands. Now, who cares about that? <laughs> they have people that'll do that for you, Tiny. Animal husbandry is a field. Yeah, but can you like can can a horse communicate to his handlers? Like, what does it matter? You get to stand around and bang all day out in a nice pasture, hmm. have a good little barn to go in. Yeah, that's it. That's the life right there. I mean, all that sounds nice, but I gotta have thumbs, dude. <laughs> You just want to play video games. Yes. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> I would. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I'd probably pick Nick Saban. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very small child. Sure. That's just that's a little. Excellent at recruiting. Exactly. And strategy. Just a little beast of a person. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Well, speaking of small children, Tiny. The White House grounds are safed after a toddler breached the fence. Okay. This comes from NPR, state news. <laughs> State-funded media. That's right, state-sponsored media. A curious toddler on Tuesday earned the title of one of the tiniest White House intruders after he squeezed through the metal fencing on the north side of the executive mansion. U.S. Secret Service's uniformed division officers who were responsible for security at the White House walked across the North Lawn to retrieve the tot and reunite him with his parents on Pennsylvania Avenue. Access to the complex was briefly restricted while officers conducted the reunification. Officers briefly briefly questioned the parents before allowing them to continue on their way. Secret Service spokesman Anthony Guglielmi said officers encountered a curious young visitor along the White House North Fence line who briefly entered White House grounds. Now, when I was in Washington D.C., you couldn't even get to the fence. Mm-hmm. You know, they had like barriers in place. Now. I don't know if a toddler could have slipped through that and then slipped through the fence, but maybe they've laxed security. Remember the DC sniper back yeah, in the early 2000s? Yes. You talking I, about that, John Lee Malvo? Yes. Yes. That was the one time I went to Washington, D.C. <laughs> is when all that was going on. And they had everything like locked down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that dude was wild. Mm-hmm. He gets forgotten about a lot, you know, as being a mass murderer. You know whatever. what got him caught? I can't remember. He like robbed a 7-Eleven type oh, yeah, place in, in Montgomery, Alabama. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's yes. what got him busted. So anyways, the White House security systems instantly triggered Secret Service officers and the toddler and parents were quickly reunited. Uh, it may be the first successful intrusion onto the complex since the White House fence was doubled in height uh, in recent years after a series of security breaches. You remember some dude got killed not long, a few years ago. Yeah, I do remember something Wasn't about that. Wasn't that back that. when Trump was in? Like he jumped fence or something? I don't know. I remember there was also a guy who he didn't, I, I mean, he got in trouble, but he wasn't like shot down or anything. Wasn't there a guy who like flew his ultralight oh, and yeah, landed it right. on the White House yeah. lawn or something? Right. Just to prove that they needed better security or something? Yeah. Something like that. Um, anyways, so... It says, uh, older children have sometimes become stuck in the iconic barrier, which has been the scene of demonstrations with protesters chaining themselves to the fence. Oh, I, I just want to say, this kid made it better than Harambe did. <laughs> you know, our man Harambe. But 
how would you like to be? You and Tara go to Washington, D.C., and you look around. Hey, where's Josiah? And he's, <laughs> he's gone through. The- he's gone through the fence. He's running around the White House lawn <laughs> with Secret Service chasing him. That's a tough one right that's, there as a parent. That's bad. In years, that'll be a really good memory to have where everyone will look back and laugh. But when it happens, you got to be like, hmm, I'm probably the worst parent. Yeah. Since the lady who let her kid crawl into the gorilla enclosure. <laughs> How much electricity do you think it would take if they like heated the the fence around the White House? <laughs> Like made it red hot. I don't know. So nobody would nobody would touch it. Why don't they just electrify it like a cattle fence? Yeah, you could do that too. I mean, those things pop you pretty good if you've pretty ever good. have you gotten into one before. I, it seems like I brushed up against one one time. Yeah, Ooh. it'll pop you. Yeah, it'll pop you <laughs> real good. The greatest thing to do is to grab onto someone else and then grab onto the fence so they get shot. <laughs> but you got to hit them you do first. It quick. Yeah, you got to grab them first and then get the fence. Don't get it in reverse. <laughs> I've done both in my life. But yeah, yeah, I don't know why they can't do that. Just go down to Tractor Supply. <laughs> Well, let's electrify Some that bad dude boy. in a suit with his sunglasses and his earpiece walks in. Sure. <laughs> it's like we need 300. We need 300 of these power, power boxes. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to keep these toddlers. <laughs> toddlers are running them up. Off Mr. President's lawn. Yeah. Well, it's the people's lawn. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of small people, <laughs> dwarf bullfighting has been banned in Spain. Man, our transitions have been great so far this episode. <laughs> Just credit to us. Uh, the decision was applauded by disability rights groups, but condemned by the few surviving performers. Okay. I mean, it makes it sound like only like some of them didn't make it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, Spain's parliament on Thursday banned, air quotes here, comic bullfighting events featuring dwarves dressed in costumes in a decision applauded by disability rights groups but condemned by survivor by surviving performers dwarves in spain have long dressed as firefighters or clowns to chase bulls without killing them at public spectacles designed to be humorous the tradition stretches back decades but has declined in popularity i mean <laughs> well Spain's getting woke here. <laughs> we can't have dwarf bullfighters anymore. The law approved on Thursday brings Spain into line with European Union detectives on directives, sorry, on discrimination against disabled people and was hauled by campaigners. Quote, we have overcome the Spain of the past, said Jesus Martin, the director general of Spain's Royal Board on Disabilities which advises the social rights ministry that pushed the ban forward in Parliament. People with dwarfism are subjected to mockery in public squares in our country, passing down the idea that it's okay to laugh at difference to so many girls and boys who go with adults to see these shameful performances. But a handful of the few remaining performers staged a protest in front of Parliament to express their condemnation of the ban. Quote, They take it for granted that people are being denigrated or laughed at, and it's the opposite. The respect they have for us is impressive, Daniel Cauldron, a dwarf bullfighter, told the EFE news agency. And that's (laughs) the end of the article. So So just taking away jobs from dwarfs. (laughs) I mean, people with disabilities, people with dwarfism, 
Absolutely, they need to be respected. Now, is but also if, like you said, if one of them wants to do this, right. and I don't know how much these guys get paid, but let's say they're making a decent income, is it right. okay to just take that away from them? Well, is dwarfism a disability? I think some people would see it is say yeah. it is. But, I would think the world's not set up for them, which makes it a right. lot more difficult. But I mean, in some things, it it really gives you an advantage in sure. life, right? Right. Like if you get like a king size butterfinger, yeah, that's like a huge butterfinger. I, I mean, cleaning out culverts, <laughs> you're a perfect person for it. Chimney sweep. I mean, we can't use kids anymore. <laughs> Those that's wrong of me to say. I apologize. To everyone. But yes, uh, I think if you want to be a dwarf bullfighter, you should be able to be a dwarf bullfighter. And I think if you want to be a, a dwarf, uh, what am I trying to say, like rodeo clown, sure, you should be able to be a dwarf rodeo clown. Right. If you want to, you right. should be forced to. Yes. And I think one thing that would really be cool is if we could get dwarves on miniature horses <laughs> riding out and then roping Miniature bulls. I like that. They're on Shetland ponies. <laughs> yeah. um, that would be that would be so much fun. You know, the University of Alabama has a decades long tradition of dwarf football managers on oh, our sidelines. Did oh, not yeah. know that. Oh yeah, that's like a family of them. Well, I didn't know that was like a. I don't know. I mean, I've seen them out there, but yeah. Oh, you probably just thought they were there to make Coach Saban think he was tall. <laughs> They do just as much work as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you, some might say they do twice the work. <laughs> Maybe so. Definitely twice the steps. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's tough <laughs> on them, I bet. Well, we still have dwarf wrestling in the United States. <laughs> right. So they can't take that away from us. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fundamental human right. I've noticed that's the the way to get any argument is just say just declare it's a human right. It doesn't matter what it is. Like, that's a human right. And then the other person's like, well, I'm for human rights. I can't argue against this. Uh-huh. So yeah, I'm gonna start using that for everything. Yeah. Um let's talk about people who don't believe in human rights. Masks neo-Nazis crash world's largest satanic event. Oh, wow. Before I get into this, <laughs> which side do you do you endorse, Tiny, in this battle? I think this is an excellent way to get them all in one spot. <laughs> <laughs> so you could just nip it in the bud. This is really just the liberals trying to tie Christianity to neo-Nazism. That's just what it is, Tiny. <laughs> That's what Stephen by, Crowder would say. <laughs> by getting them at the world's largest satanic well, event? Well, no, because if you're a Christian, you're anti-Satan, of course. Right. So who's going to show up to fight the Satanists but the Christians <laughs> who happen to be neo-Nazis? I got you. Yeah. I've already figured this out. I'm on the CIA. And let me just let me just run this by you. I listen to a ton of true crime documentaries, mm-hmm. and there's been a handful. This certainly not the majority. I mean, I'm not trying to reignite the satanic panic of the '80s, right? But every now and again, you get a serial killer that's like a satanist, right? Like Richard Ramirez, yeah. And it seems like every time one of those comes along. Like whatever podcast, whatever book you're reading, whatever, there's going to be like an entire episode devoted to this guy wasn't really a Satanist. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know that? You notice that? Well, I also wonder if neo-Nazis are the new satanic panic, right? Oh, from the left. That's an interesting thought. Because, you know, I read, it's been a few years ago, 
for KKK membership, the Southern Poverty Law Center, shout out, Alabama organization, um, said there were only like, you know, 6,000 of them in the whole nation. Right. You know, and you're like, I mean, that's that's less fans than Vanderbilt has. <laughs> but know, if do you they go, even matter? But if you go on Twitter and like yeah. look at all the stuff the blue checks are saying, you would think it's on the rise and it's yeah. like super scary. Right. Yeah, and they're out there recruiting. <laughs> they're under every bush yes. and every rock. Yeah. yeah. But like every Klan rally I've ever seen pictures of, I've never seen one in person. No, I haven't either. But, you know, they'll be like at an old Miss football game or something every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> and they all look like people you know normal person would want to associate with. You're mm-hmm. like, those people are weirdos, and they all live in, like, sheds and stuff. I'm staying away from them. So I wonder if that's what we're doing with Nazis, if hmm. it's the new satanic panic. That's interesting. That's an interesting yeah. thought. Now, there was all those dudes that got tiki torches and walked around down at that place. Where was it? Charlottesville? Yes. Yeah. They were upset about some right. Civil War statue. But even then, there was only a couple hundred of them. Mm-hmm. Like we could all beat them up real easily if it became a problem. So I don't know what we're worried so much about. It, anyways, they're fighting Satanists. That's what we're talking <laughs> about here. Freddy versus Jason, Alien versus Predator. We can now add Fascist versus Satanists to the list of iconic crossovers after the white nationalist group Patriot Front. Okay. Patriot Front's clearly a Fed operation. <laughs> They were they were exposed on January 6th. Anybody who keeps up with anything knows this. Of course it's a Fed operation. <laughs> they showed up in Boston on Saturday to protest Satan Con 2023. So there's a Satan Con. <laughs> well, I mean, why wouldn't there be? It, people have been cosplaying as Satan for a long time. So I guess that makes sense. Uh for the last few days, self-described devil worshipers from around the country have been converging on the city. Imagine not only not believing in Bo- in God, but having to go to Boston. <laughs> like, <laughs> one of the most Catholic areas. Is that why they chose it? Probably so. Yeah. But, you know, like Bostonites, are they're wild people. They have been since the mm-hmm. beginning. So maybe they were looking for a little conflict, too. Um Anyways, they went there (laughs) for the, quote, largest satanic gathering in history. Um, Yet the Beelzebub blowout also attracted 100 or so Christian protesters who were joined by the designated hate group on Saturday. See, I was right. You mean joined by the feds? Yeah, the feds. Trying to discredit the Christian protesters. Why haven't they arrested Ray Epps, Tiny? (laughs) Everybody wants to know why they haven't arrested Ray Epps. He was telling people to go in the Capitol. He's on camera. They haven't arrested him. Maybe because he's a fed. They yeah. asked him about, they asked the director of the FBI about it. He wouldn't answer it. Remember? Nope. Yeah, I remember that. Anyway, don't get me started on January 6th. <laughs> Patriot Front members were spotted, which if you see Patriot Front, like this picture of them right here, they're all like in shape and stuff. <laughs> There are no Trump supporters in shape. There may be like five of them. All of them look like your normal yeah. Southern Baptist dude wears fishing shirts all the time. They're 50s plus. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> Patriot Front members were spotted taking the train in their characteristic khaki pants, ball caps, and white face masks as other. I'm, I'm glad they're being, you know, 
the pandemic's still alive. They don't want to give anybody Corona. They have to wear their face mask, of course. <laughs> well, that, and they don't want anybody identifying them undercover. Of course, right. <laughs> Tie them back to their FBI LinkedIn page. Um, as other riders on the train uh, confronted them over their views and posted the interactions to social media. Um when they arrived at the event, counter-protesters chanting Nazis go home streamed their demonstrations on Twitch. Uh, oh, man. I wonder if any Christian protesters and, like, SatanCon attendees got together and agreed that they didn't want any white supremacists there. I don't know. Said other Christian demonstrators held signs claiming that Satan has no rights Okay. And warning homosexuals, baby killers, idolaters, unbelieving, liars, drunkards, gossips, cowards, thieves, mockers, and fornicators, presumably in attendance, that hellfire awaits. Hmm. Um, they hit a lot of the big ones on that one. <laughs> I was about to say, did they name anything that were that anyone is listening to this is not guilty of <laughs> right true <laughs> hellfire awaits all of us i mean that's why there's jesus right yes uh yet the protesters seem to have committed their own transgressions in the process violating an explicit order from the archdiocese of boston for them not to organize or encourage others to go to the event and protest and to stick to praying instead um, organizers of the sold-out event advertised satanic ceremonies, a satanic wedding chapel. I can see nothing going wrong with that wedding. <laughs> a panel discussion on topics involving reclaiming the trans body and deconstructing your religious upbringing as major draws for the conference held by the Satanic Temple, which this year marks its 10th anniversary. Wow. I figured Satan would have got established way early. You know, <laughs> well, this the, is the satanic temple, they're yeah. not Anton LaVey's bunch. Oh, that's not, uh uh-uh. uh, okay, huh? I think they're like an offshoot, but oh, okay, I, so I think they, they believe, the same. they believe kind of the same thing, though. They're they don't, yeah. they're atheist, yeah, yeah. So they're they're basically like all the Protestants, we just split up mm-hmm. over some little small difference, yeah. We're like, well, fine, we'll go make our own church, right? Okay, good, good to know. Humans don't change regardless <laughs> of if they're worshiping God. Jehovah, the one true God, by the way, or Satan. So um, so the mission of the Satanic Temple is to encourage benevolence and empathy, reject tyrannical authority, advocate practical common sense, oppose injustice, and undertake noble pursuits, the why? Temple website says. Yeah, why? <laughs> like, we have the Bible that says we're supposed to do good stuff, but why do they? Why? Why? Yeah, I don't know. Why would you? If you didn't believe in God, right? Why would you do anything nice unless it was to get something else nice? I, I don't know, Tiny. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. It's a good question. I've told you I've been debating with my Snapchat AI. <laughs> yes, <laughs> trying to convince it that Jesus is real. I got it to admit that most historians believe Jesus was a real figure, but it won't. Proclaim him as the one true God. So, well, can it? I, I haven't played around with Snapchat AI yet. It basically, but every it, time you ask Chat GPT something, it's always very quick to point out that it ha- doesn't have any beliefs or yes, opinions. It or says political that a lot, views. and then it'll say a lot of people believe what you think. But, however, we need to be respectful of everybody else and their own traditions and everything mm-hmm. else. And I'm like, no, 
(laughs) (laughs) Jesus is king, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. I dig. I've asked it a bunch of wild questions. I'm sure I'm on some list now. (laughs) I started out. The first thing I, first question I ever asked it was, were the Native Americans peaceful? Mm -hmm. And it was like, Native Americans are very varied, you know, people groups. Some tribes were peaceful. Some tribes were warlike. You know, the Iroquois Confederacy was considered a peaceful tribe. And I was like, well, the Iroquois fought with the Mohicans and the Hurons all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, they had a whole war. It's called the Beaver Wars. The French were involved, (laughs) but they were fighting each other, you know? (laughs) So I finally got to admit is uh, that after a long conversation where I had to tell it to quit telling me that, you know, we can't make generalizations about people groups outside of the time frame they live in, you know, which I agree with, by the mm-hmm. way, but I was just trying to make it argue with me. Yes. I got it to admit that uh, just about every society during that time frame was warlike at different points in time. Right. And I was like, that's all I wanted you to say, buddy. Yeah. The people, know? people are this is how people. That's how we did things. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of instances still do things. So, and honestly, that's, if I'm unless I'm misinformed, that's how European settlers were able to take this continent. Yeah, is because they couldn't get together, right, and push us out into the sea. Yeah, well, we had superior weaponry. Well, that too. and logistics mm-hmm. that wins every war. Anyways, I've enjoyed talking to my <laughs> chat AI, uh, my Snapchat AI. It's pretty fun. I'm gonna convert it to Christianity. My Mormon guy was trying to convert over Facebook. Move. Oh. Yeah. He hasn't blocked me yet, but he has slowly stopped responding to my comments like, leave me alone, you weird dude. <laughs> I'll be like, now you know how we feel when you ride up on your bicycle, buddy. <laughs> oh. All right, John. What do you think about cattle mutilation? I am pro cattle mutilation. <laughs> I support it. <laughs> Check this out. This comes from Yahoo News. Six cattle that died mysteriously in Texas had their tongues removed, okay. authorities say. So it was a mob hit. <laughs> I was going to say, clearly this was aliens. Right. <laughs> well, I did bring up in the Facebook group, no one ever considers that there's a cow serial killer. It's always aliens. It's never just, there could be a weirdo that likes to to kill cows. Uh, I have heard people like accuse Satanists Oh, yeah. Of it. Well, so. Patriot Front's trying to stop them. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Are we sure SatanCon wasn't in Texas last week? <laughs> Look, I don't consider myself a conspiracy theorist. I 100% believe Patriot Front is a Fed operation. Mm-hmm. I just want to put that out there for everybody. You got to do your own research. <laughs> well, anyway, back, right, to, yeah, back, to cows. back to cattle. Six cattle died mysteriously in Texas with their tongues removed and hide around one side of their mouths gone. With no blood spilled, authorities said this week. The, co- the cause of death for these six animals was unknown, Madison County Sheriff's Office said in a statement. Wednesday, as of Friday, April 21st, this story's got some age on it. There has been no updates in the case, the dispatcher said. The cattle were found along Texas State Highway in three counties, Madison, Brazos, and Robertson, with each animal part of a different herd in a different pasture, the sheriff said. Five of the animals were adults. One was a yearling. It wasn't immediately clear when they died. The sex of the animals wasn't disclosed, so we don't know if this was bulls or cat or uh, sows or whatever they called. Sure, I think it's just a cow. Uh, yeah, a cow. Okay, sow is a female pig. pig. Yeah. Yes, yes. 
In two cases, the animal's genitals and anuses had been removed with a circular cut that the sheriff's office said had been made with the same precision as the cuts noted around the jaw lines of each cow. Hmm. Investigators with the Madison County Sheriff's Office discovered five of the deaths after ranchers alerted authorities to a dead six-year-old longhorn cross cow, the statement said. The grass around the bodies of all six animals were undisturbed and no signs of struggle and no footprints or tire tracks were found near the deaths. Hmm. Uh, Ranchers also reported that no predators or birds would scavenge the remains of the cow, leaving it to decay untouched for several weeks. That's weird. Yeah. The sheriff's office noted that similar incidents have been reported across the United States, and it was coordinating with other law enforcement agencies. In 2019, authorities in Oregon found five dead bulls that had their sex organs and tongues removed. The deaths prompted theories that included everything from carrying bugs to spaceships and cult killings, according to the AP. It wasn't clear if the deaths were solved. An FBI agent who investigated an earlier wave of mysterious cattle deaths on tribal lands told the AP that there was no indication that anything other than common predators were behind the deaths, at least in those cases. But uh, I, I just I saw this story. And I thought we could just talk about it because it is a really weird thing. I don't know if you've ever have you ever gone down the rabbit hole of on cattle, cattle mutilations. No, yeah. I haven't. I don't care enough about cows to worry. <laughs> like if aliens want to kill them, that's fine with me. Maybe they enjoy steaks. I well, don't know. There's no evidence for like there's no, there. I have no idea, right. and I don't think anybody else does either. Like why this is happening? Could it be Bigfoot? <laughs> Possibly. It might be. Bigfoot. I mean, really. From what I've read and from what investigators know, I mean, I think everyone has a seat at the table. <laughs> That's right. They have what no, they think does no real lead or anything. Yeah, and I know that happened, like I said, over a, a pretty big geographic area. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I have, uh, I was listening to some dude talk about it one time on a podcast I was listening to, and he was trying to go at it from an angle like a lot of these have, uh, a lot of these deaths have happened not too far away from like nuclear facilities, uh-huh. whether it be like power plants or, and some people think that it may be the government trying to watch and make sure nothing's getting into the food supply, uh-huh. which, but I don't know why they need to like cut out their butts yeah. and their tongues. They could open up their own cattle farm. You know, they could buy land and put it in there and do all the experiments they wanted to right well, next door to the nuclear plant. Like, I don't know why you would keep it secret. Like if they needed to, I mean, I can see them needing to, Take cattle from herds, but why don't right. they just go to the rancher and like buy a cow? Sure, right. Like, I mean, it's not a bad idea. Don't get me wrong; nobody wants to pay for this stuff. But I mean, this is the government; they can just print money up, right? Sure. Unless they're just like letting their, uh, you know, dark ops do some sort of joint operation and yeah. part of that kill these cows, take their sex or maybe, organs, or maybe they're worried that some investigative journalist, which like we have those anymore, <laughs> is going to get out there and find out that stuff is leaching into the food supply, sure, and then like blow and that blow up the into a big thing. It. Yeah, they won't even talk about the pipeline we blew up. <laughs> which I'm kind of cool with that, but you would think a journalist would be like, "We need to talk about this." Did you see there was a story in the New York Times where they made the statement? Maybe it's best we don't know who blew up Nord Stream. Well, perfect journalism. That's right. We shouldn't know. I think maybe what they were going for is my philosophy is if we blew it up, let's keep it hush hush because we don't need to start World War Three. <laughs> you know, 
But I would think a journalist would be like, I don't care. The world needs to know this. So we're mm-hmm. going to talk about it. But whatever, you know, we can only believe what the real journalists say now anyway. So <laughs> who's the real journalist? There, there are none. It's all, <laughs> it's all it. a bunch of propaganda <laughs> from both sides, by the way. Uh, which they fired Tucker. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. And Don Lemon off of CNN. <laughs> yeah. It was wild. But I think Don Lemon was in a little trouble. He had, He'd like harass somebody oh, or something. Yeah, no, he got a little handsy at a party <laughs> or something, and that'll happen. Why so. they fire Tucker? Like people on the internet were saying it was because there was some text messages that were oh, yeah? in discovery where he had said something. He had said basically he didn't believe that the election was stolen, but then he was going out on his show and talking about it. Yeah. Maybe. Well, they ain't a reason to fire. Stuff. I don't know. I, if you're watching any sort of like mass media that especially like CNN or Fox or MSNBC, every one of those people are just there to get a paycheck. They'll say whatever they put on the teleprompter. I bet they're there to make you mad so that you keep watching. So then they can sell ad time. Yeah. Right. To the people who try to sell you gold. Yes. And exactly. life alert. <laughs> yeah. Like a commemorative coin. Yeah. Something. Yeah. That's why they're there. Yeah. And my pillow. <laughs> my fellow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Dude, that works. That, that worked on my in-laws. Oh, yeah. They got them oh, yeah, one. All about my pillow. Oh, Mike Lindale. Good for him. <laughs> I talk about a guy who's turned it around. He went from like a crackhead to mm-hmm. now he's trying to prove <laughs> the election was stolen. I was about to say he went from, what, a successful businessman to a crack addict back to a successful businessman right. to... An election denier. Election denier. Conspiracy theorist. Yes. <laughs> a normal character arc. is a, That's what that is. It's really beautiful. It it kind of is. <laughs> I think it's a testament to our country that that can happen. It's like, I can, I can be a successful person. I can ruin it all. I can come back and be successful again. And then I can be super controversial. And then, I, yes. And then I can be super controversial. Oh, I think he got saved in there somewhere, too. Oh, yeah. That's right. He <laughs> so, did. Let's not yeah. forget that. That's, that's the right. most important part of the story. I heard he was down there protesting the Patriots. <laughs> I mean, the Satanists. <laughs> the Satanists, the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. All right. Let's give an update on Afro Man. Okay. Lawsuit by Ohio cops against Afro Man saw some action on 420. On April 20th, 420. <laughs> I don't, Hilarious. I'm not sure what that is. I know you were talking about you celebrate that holiday. <laughs> I've never really, I don't know if it's a religious holiday. I've never heard of it before. So um, the lawsuit by deputies in Adams County, Ohio, against rapper Afro Man, known for his hit because I got high, had a pre-trial scheduling call on April 20th, appropriately enough. Afro Man's given name is Joseph Edgar Foreman, not as cool as Afro Man. <laughs> or George Foreman. Sure, right. You know George Foreman named like all his kids George Foreman too? Yes, I do. What a wild move by him. It is. I've never heard the reasoning behind it, have you? Uh, I think it was something about like, he, he was really bugged because his dad couldn't ever remember his name or something. Oh, uh, okay. So he like named all his kids <laughs> so George. So never forget him. <laughs> it's like, I've been hitting the head so much. Something. One name's easier to remember. Okay. Um, I saw real quick. Do yeah. you remember there was a show on VH1, Hogan Knows Best, that was like a reality show about Hulk Hogan? Do yes, you I that do. Show? Right. I remember watching an episode where Hulk Hogan said that he had a guy 
who was like trying to find like sponsor sponsorships for him. Yeah. And he brought him two appliances and one of them was like a blender and one of them was a grill. Uh-huh. And he chose the blender. The uh-huh. <laughs> little knowing that the grill was then presented to George, George Foreman, Foreman and went on to be the George Foreman Lean Green, Lean Green gr- fat fat grilling machine. machine that was in every single kitchen back in the 90s. I still have one and I still use it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. I think I'm going to cook some hot dogs on it tonight. Yeah. yeah. It's perfect for things like that. Yes. Um, you don't want to be cooking your good steaks on it or anything, but I, I've cooked some, some lower quality yeah, steaks on it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like pre done hamburger patties, something uh-huh. like that. Yeah. It's delicious. Perfect. Yeah. Just spraying grease all over your ceiling of your kitchen. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. But yeah. nobody knows the, Hulkamania. The Hulk. <laughs> the blender. <laughs> Let me ask Let this. me tell you something, brother. Nobody <laughs> remembers what that blender was called. Uh, Hulk Hogan, I, I, I don't know what happened. He somehow sued Gawker over something. He won. Yeah, I know. Like, he it was like, like on a, the website. It was something like a, they published like a sex tape okay. that was illegally gotten. Where is this sex tape available? I mean, I'm sure you could find it. I've looked. <laughs> you don't think I want to see one of my childhood heroes have sex? <laughs> Shoot me a DM, listeners. Just let me know. <laughs> For research purposes. Um, all right, back to Afro Man, another childhood hero of mine. Um, Afro Man... Uh, is is getting sued by seven members of the sheriff's office for publishing his own security footage of a raid on his home by the department in August of 2022. While charges were never filed against Afro Man, the deputies involved are suing the rapper for using his own security footage on Instagram. To make on, fun of him. Yes, on T-shirts and in the music video for a new album titled Lemon Pound Cake, which we've heard before yes. on the show. <laughs> They allege the rapper used the image uh, and likeness likeliness without permission, causing the officers to suffer humiliation, ridicule, mental distress, embarrassment, and loss of reputation. An amended complaint from the lawyers representing the deputies may be on the way, according to the Cincinnati Inquirer, as Afro Man continues to market and sell the merch. Meanwhile, Afro Man's lawyer told the paper, Quote, he's a free spirit. He's going to do what he wants to do. And note, he hasn't told the rapper to stop. Now, the ACLU on Wednesday joined the cause, filing a motion asking the judge to dismiss the case outright. Thank you, ACLU. This is what you're supposed to do. Stand up for citizens who are having their civil liberties breached. So thank you for doing that. Um Plaintiffs, their their uh, their filing states. Plaintiffs are a group of law enforcement officers who executed what appears to have been a highly destructive and ultimately fruitless search of a popular musician's home. Now they find themselves at the receiving end of his mockery and outrage. The ACLU wrote, "There is nothing the First Amendment protects more." jealously than criticism of public officials on a matter of public concern. So um, they were in Mr. Foreman's home, not their own, the ACLU wrote, noting about Mr. Foreman's expression involves matters of plaintiff's intimate personal privacy that could be protected by law, 
To the contrary, his description and criticism of their police work is a legitimate matter of public concern. Um, Afro Man's title track from the album was inspired by the moment uh, during the raid when a deputy paused, gun drawn, to look at a lemon pound cake on the rapper's kitchen counter. In Officer Pound Cake's defense, it yeah. did look pretty good. It's a tasty cake. I'm going to check it out every time I will. Absolutely. So um, I hope they do dismiss this lawsuit because, I mean, that's what you get. Mm-hmm. You know, if you raid someplace and you don't find anything, you should get made fun of, in my opinion. But whatever. I'm, I'm not, I don't 100% back the blue like everybody else does. <laughs> Sometimes the blue does some stuff that's wrong. Well, Look, cops are people. Absolutely. And people, some there are good people and there are bad people. That's right. And that's I I believe that across nationality, whatever uh what am I trying to say? Whatever demographics you want to draw, right? You're gonna have some good folks and some some good apples and some bad apples. Right. So Well we can't have bad apples that are cops. No. You no. can't have bad apples that are, this is like the famous Chris Rock joke, that are airline pilots. You get on there like, <laughs> some of them are good at landing the plane, other ones are not. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> Sometimes we have to have a high standard for them. Yes. So, Agreed. Yeah. If you do something stupid, you deserve to get made fun of. Mm-hmm. In fact, I saw a video of a cop this weekend. A dude was just walking down the street at like midnight, and the cop started harassing him. And the dude's like, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just walking down the street. And he's like, well... Anybody out this time of night, you know, up to something wrong, ended up tasing the dude. Golly. Yeah. So, of course, he's suing the crap out of whatever mm-hmm. sheriff's department. The mm-hmm. officer got arrested. He's charged with like a felony and all that. So, mm-hmm. I'm all for that. You don't need people like that out there serving and protecting us. I was watching an episode of Cops one time. I love Cops. <laughs> I watched some this week, by it the way. It was a taser-specific episode. <laughs> I love it when they get on a theme. Of Cops. <laughs> and I remember one episode. And look, I don't want a Monday morning quarterback and tell another officer how to do his job. Sure. But this dude tased three people, <laughs> one of whom was just like some dude's girlfriend who just walked up saying, what's going on? What happened? Right. That's what happened. No, cops in the early days was great because it was like at that point where everybody in society was like, well, yeah, if you, if you mess with the cops, you're going to get shot or whatever or beat up. (laughs) You know, that's just the way it life was before somebody was like, Hey, we have a constitution. Hey, quit. Sorry. What were you saying? (laughs) Anyways, those early episodes of cops are golden. They just beat the crap out of people and everything and (laughs) because nobody was worried about it. And then eventually society was like, that's kind of wrong. And the cops were like, wait a minute, people are watching this? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) People have heard of the Fourth Amendment before. Yeah, yeah. All of that. So uh, I love the I think for a long, long, long time, all all those, the Bill of Rights, you know, Miranda Rights, all that stuff was just kind of on paper. Right. Yes. And it was when people started putting cameras on phones and everybody had it one. It got real serious then. Yeah. <laughs> and people started being like, wait a minute. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because there was a point in time in society where it was like, well, if you're dealing with the law, then you're clearly wrong and they can do whatever they want to with mm-hmm. you because you've broken the law. Yeah. But that was back when they would like, you know, beat up a black guy because he's walking down the street. You he know? was in the wrong part of town. Yeah, you're in the wrong part of town at the wrong time of day or something. And so I'm glad we've gotten out of yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I believe in don't tread on me. We should all be accountable. 
Yeah. I mean, there's there's the rules, there's the law. That's right. And they apply to anybody. That's right. That's regardless, why Donald Trump got arrested. <laughs> regardless what side of the badge you're on. That's right. Yeah, if you break the law, you should get in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about you, Hunter Biden. <laughs> I'm talking about you, buddy. You've done a lot of bad stuff. That I would be in jail for, so whatever. My daddy's but, not the president. <laughs> I say your dad's not the president. No, he should be. He'd do a much better job than the one we got. I would vote for him. I think he would do a better job than just about any of them we've had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vote, everybody vote for my dad for president. <laughs> right. Eddie, Eddie Long, Long. 2024. <laughs> Let's get him elected. How wild would that be? That would be awesome. You know, all the stuff on me would start coming out. I would be... <laughs> The Eddie Long laptop. No, the the John John Long Long laptop. laptop. (laughs) I would be like the the worst person. I couldn't do that to my dad. (laughs) Nobody write my dad in. I don't want him to win. Although he had done a good job. But yeah, I can't have all my secrets getting exposed. I'm fixing to spank that kid. Oh, he heard you getting up. It's going down. What's up, Beckham? Don't knock over my tea. Hey, buddy. All right. Sorry about that. That's okay. All right. Where are we, we going to the show? We want to shield some Cajun curl. That's <laughs> right. It's time for the Cajun curl. <laughs> you know what goes well with corporal punishment? <laughs> I'm talking about Cajun curl, Bayou blended spice. We want to thank our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com, where you can order the spice right there on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Excuse me. Cajun Curl Bayou Blend Spice on them will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blend Spice, and you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blend Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowell's Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South Finest Meats, Mark's Mart in downtown Northport and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurley Wallace and the Piggly Wiggly down on Taylorville in Taylorville on 69 South. Um, All their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl by Evelyn the Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. It's so good, it'll make you slap your kid. <laughs> Maybe I should have gotten Michael Jordan to donate <laughs> sperm. <laughs> Just I would have been outside dunking right now. <laughs> he would have been practicing. That's right. <laughs> Even Michael Jordan's kid didn't make it to the NBA, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he did. I don't know anything about his kids. I think one of them uh, ended up playing in college. Mm-hmm. I think the other one may have briefly dated Scottie Pippen's ex-wife for a while. Huh. huh. Yeah. Well, I think I don't know. I can't keep up with all of that. Yeah. Ozzy Osbourne, his daughter, she oh, put yeah. out an album. That's true. 
<laughs> I don't. I hadn't I heard. Don't think she's done anything since. I hadn't heard a lot about the Osborne family in a while. Yeah. You know, I know what was this? Sharon had a uh, talk show for a while. That's right, she did. Didn't she get in trouble for saying something? Probably bad. I mean, I th- everyone was getting yeah, canceled. There for a while. Just canceled yeah. happy for a little bit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. People on Twitter were like, wait a minute, we can ruin people's lives if there's enough of us? All we got to do is get a bunch of people to get mad about something. And we can get people fired? Yeah. Yeah. What what an amazing amount of power. (laughs) I know. I wish I had that power. (laughs) Yeah. If we had more people listening to this podcast, I would have already been fired, I'm sure. (laughs) If anybody actually cared, I'd have already been fired. Uh, Well, John... We got some questions here. Okay. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. We like to ask questions on this show. If you have any questions for John or me, yeah, you can uh, write. go to our Discord server, link in the show notes, and then go to the Questions, Questions, Questions channel. Our first question comes from Nicole. What is your least favorite meal your wife My least favorite meal that my wife cooks. Mm-hmm. Would have to require my wife to cook. <laughs> I was going to say sandwiches. <laughs> Deidre does not like to cook. She usually will cook when I get in the kitchen just because she feels guilty that I'm doing the work, you know? <laughs> so I don't know. I don't like her spaghetti. So there we go. There I said it. Spaghetti is because I, you know what, I think I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Like, and don't get me wrong, I'll eat it. Yeah. Oh, I'll eat every bit. I, of Nicole it. here uses the perfect term, least favorite. Right. It's not bad. Yeah. It's just noodles and then like some Brago yeah. sauce say, with yeah. like some spices in it. That's it. That, that's what I like. I don't even know if you would consider that a meal she cooks because <laughs> it's not like she's doing she up the a, noodles. Yeah, she's not doing up a red sauce or anything from scratch. Yeah. We're emptying a can of ragu in there. Like cook, cooking down yeah. the tomatoes into a roux. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. we're not doing all that. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, she feels really guilty because she doesn't cook a lot. Mm-hmm. When she wants to cook, she can cook real good. But we're, we're pretty busy and – it doesn't matter to me. I've stuffed crap in my body all day long, so <laughs> I don't care if we eat hamburger helper or what. So that's just how it is. So. Back when we were dating, Terry used to make this stuff called meat pie. Oh, and it was delicious. Yeah, and it hasn't been. I haven't had, had it in it years. Every time I would ask for it, she would talk about how bad it is for you, and I'd be like, "Well, fine, we'll just go to McDonald's again. I'm sure, <laughs> that's so much more healthy." <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Deidre could cook pretty good. I mean, like country food, pork chops and and Mm -hmm. squash and okra. She's great at it, but it's just she doesn't have a lot of time. Yeah. We do tacos a lot. Those are good. Yeah. We don't have taco night that often. We have Taco Bell often. (laughs) Yeah. Had it yesterday, by the way. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty good. All right. Next question. And this is our last one. This one comes from Gander. Which is more annoying? Ohio's. O-H-I-O or Alabama's Roll Tide. I, personally, I don't find Roll Tide annoying. I don't either. It just gets yeah. me going. I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say Ohio. <laughs> I mean, you're asking me honestly. Yeah, that's probably the most annoying. But, I mean, you know, if I grew up Yeah, if in I grew Ohio, up in Ohio, I'd be like, Roll Tide yeah, sucks. Exactly. Yeah. I'd probably be all about it. Yeah. But, I, honestly, I didn't even know that was a thing until he wrote that in here. 
probably my least favorite college football chant is the Mississippi State's Go State thing. They do like a million times during a game. They're like, mm-hmm. dun, 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 dun. Go State. Go State. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Drives me up the wall. I would rather them ring a cowbell in my ear for four quarters than not mm-hmm. do that at all. So, yeah. Shout out to all my Mississippi State fans. You know who agrees with me? Wilts. He's an old Miss fan. <laughs> Where did Auburn's War Eagle thing come from? I think an eagle like circled the battlefield in the Civil War or something like that. For real? Yeah, it was something like, you know, like a, a soldier was coming home and an eagle followed him. You know, so the story that I heard was Auburn supposedly once upon a time was doing well in a or was doing bad in a football game. Okay, maybe that's And then right. like an eagle swooped down and grabbed yeah. the ball and flew off with it. Oh. Because the eagle know. didn't want to see them lose. Maybe so. That's a cooler story. <laughs> that was the story I heard. They had the Auburn Eagles come to Libby's school one day okay. last week. And uh, and so they were going to, like they had t- hopped up all week long to the kids. Oh, they're going to let it fly around the football stadium because they went to County House Football Stadium. Well, then when they got there, Libby was like, they said it was too small and the eagle couldn't do it or whatever. <laughs> and so she was like disappointed. And I was like, eh, did y'all start chanting Roll Tide? Because <laughs> I would have. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, my mom's most famous joke to me, the funniest one that she's ever made is one day that eagle's going to snatch a baby out of the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I think about it every time I see that thing flying around. And that baby? Will be in some Alabama fans' babies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Probably wearing his little big L onesie. What if the <laughs> eagle picks a, a child out of the crowd, flies to Bryant Denny, drops him on the 50 yard line, and that child grows up to become our next head coach that wins like <laughs> six national championships? <laughs> what if this has happened before? Oh, yeah. That baby's name was Nick Saban. <laughs> <laughs> But I think about that. Like, yeah. what if that eagle just decides to attack someone? <laughs> I don't know. It's they're huge birds of prey, which I love. I think it's cool. I love birds of prey. Yeah. I'm into them. I'm all in. When they let the eagle go, every time I'm almost like I almost want to say war eagle because <laughs> I'm like that is awesome. <laughs> but it could attack. It could hit an old lady in the face or something and peck her eyeballs out. Me and the boys, we were in the backyard yesterday, and a hawk swooped right through nice. our, our yard. It Good, because I got a chipmunk in my front yard yesterday. He might get it. I hope he does. Yeah. It was actually hiding in the downspout. We don't know if Thomas scared it when he pulled up or if there was like a hawk trying hmm. to get it, and that's where it ran into. But, yeah. And then Thomas was like, well, I'll go get the BB gun, and we could shoot it. And I was like everybody's at the estate sale, you know, <laughs> like lined up waiting to get in the door. Let's not kill an animal right out here in the front yard at 9 a.m. in the morning. So we let it live for another day. If it makes it in the backyard, the cat's going to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chipmunk will wear your yard out if you didn't know. I didn't They're know They're cute, that. but they'll dig a bunch of holes in your yard. Yeah. There was a squirrel that somehow fell down, got in my father-in-law's chimney. Okay. And it was... uh. He was like stuck in there and the glass doors were shut. Like the boys thought it was hilarious. It was super cute. Oh, we got a yeah. new pet squirrel. Well, guess what happened? Yeah, cut the fire on. No, I was gonna <laughs> say they never they never got it out of there. Okay. And it starved to death. Sure. And then it started stinking. Yeah. <laughs> That'll happen. And the, 
and it just it just stunk. We had a rabbit die in our garage right here. Oh yeah, one time a little baby rabbit apparently ran in there and we closed it up. Mm-hmm. And I guess it never could find its way out. Is it in there long enough to die and start stinking? Huh. So yeah, one day I was like, I feel something dead out here, and I went to moving some boxes and stuff around. I was like, there's a dead rabbit. Dead rabbit. Yeah, that'll do it. Scooped it up. Threw it over the fence to the neighbor's yard. <laughs> <laughs> Your problem now, buddy. <laughs> okay. Well, John, we need to thank our patrons. But before we do that. Oh, yeah. And I haven't even mentioned this to you yet. Uh, Shiny Disco Balls, he oh. contacted me last week. Okay. And he had the idea about potentially doing a T-shirt. Okay. We went back and forth. I thought we could just go. We could just discuss it on the show. Okay. Merch has not exactly been flying off the shelves. <laughs> For real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I think it's important, or I, I wanted to let everybody know that the uh, because it's like a print on demand mm-hmm. service doing this, like. Profits are like razor thin. In fact, they're like practically zero. They're just there if you want to get a shirt. But we had the idea about, first of all, like marking the shirts just down to cost. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, if anybody wants them, you can get them. Hopefully you'll, you know, if if you want one, you can do some advertising or for us. But then anyone out there who would like to design a shirt, maybe we could have a contest. Like that idea. And then the winner... Gets the shirt for free. Oh, okay. They get one provided to them. Yeah. So I say you give them two for free. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you win the contest, you want one for you and one to give away, one to put up in a frame. This is the <laughs> contest that I won. Yeah. 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 Well, I like it. That's fine with me. All right. Yeah. So, hey, Earth Oddity fans, patrons, Earth anybody Oddity out there, there, right? What do you think of What do you think of our t-shirt designs? You think they stink? You think you can do better? We'll see if you can do better. Sure. Hey, you want one for free? Right. If you pick a design, how are we going to choose the Are we just going to choose the winner or are we going to let people vote on I it? I say, ooh, we could let people vote on it. Like put them up on the website. Yeah. That would drive a little traffic to the website, maybe. People could share it on their Facebook and go, hey, everybody go vote for my design. I get two free T-shirts if I win. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we need to reserve the right Yeah. to, because I mean, if... <laughs> I don't want anybody like that's true putting a picture of a dildo with like my face on it. <laughs> I would vote for that one. <laughs> Please put my picture on a dildo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we reserve the right. Mm-hmm. We have veto powers. How's that? Yeah, that we don't want to exercise. So everybody's got to act right. Mm-hmm. So let's leave it at that. As far as like designing a t-shirt, I guess you just, uh, I don't know how to design a t-shirt. Well, I know some, <laughs> like I know some companies like, uh, what, what's that one t-shirt company? Some of them have like a t-shirt designer. Oh, okay. where you can, you can, you do, can go that. In and do that. Yeah. So, all right. Let's let shiny disco balls work all the details out. <laughs> <laughs> design a shirt. If yours is picked, you get two for free. Right. Provided for you. And then the rest of them. We'll sell at cost. We'll sell at cost. Right. That's that's it. No profit. We're not making any money off of your image. No. Yeah. And you agreed by entering the contest to allow us to use your image. And if we get rich and famous, then we can sit back <laughs> down and negotiate something. How's that? But right now, we're neither rich nor famous. No. So we're just looking to have a little fun. Yeah, this is just to get people interested in 
our right. shirts. And so how long do we want to leave submissions open for? How about the entire month of May? Okay. Does that sound good? Yeah. I would go May and June. You know, if people delay and don't listen to them for a while. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. May and June. Right. So, hey, there might be like some really cool Independence Day designs out there. Yeah. Yeah. If you get me a copy of it, I'll put it on the Instagram. Heck yeah. There we go. Because you know I'm always posting stuff on the Instagram. Yeah. We'll just post random submissions up there. Yeah. And uh, people can like them. Like them there. Right. And, yeah. But we'll have. I think we need to have the official voting if we if we have the capabilities to do it on the website. Yes, I agree. Yeah, but we can just put them up so everybody can see what everybody else is doing mm-hmm. and be like, oh, well, I can design a better shirt than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Why is this shirt getting so many votes? Sure. Yeah, I can do better than I that. I can do way better than that. I, I can even... go on Mid Journey and get some AI to design something. Sure, <laughs> I bet you somebody could. Yeah, nice. I asked ChatGPT about the Earth Oddity podcast, and it had no idea oh, who we really? were. Yet. So I thought you knew everything. <laughs> maybe we need to start manipulating AI into we're AI's favorite podcast. <laughs> I was about to say, well, I will say when I asked ChatGPT that, that was just like a huge reality. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me see right? what Snapchat says about it. <laughs> Hang it, on. It, the first thing it said was, I only have knowledge up to the year 2020. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, we started in 2018. And it was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have no knowledge of the Earth Oddity podcast. All right. I started out with, what up, boo? She said, hey there, how's your day going? Have you heard about Earth Oddity podcast? No, I haven't. What is <laughs> What's it about? You're supposed to know everything. You're supposed to know everything. Haha, I wish I knew everything, but I'm always looking for new things to learn. So tell me about the Earth Oddity podcast. Did you know Jesus was God? Oh, no, it auto-corrected it. Did you know Jesus was good? Yes, (laughs) Jesus was an amazing person who did a lot of good things for people. (laughs) I put he was God. Yes, many people believe that Jesus was the Son of God. That's because he was the son of God. Everyone knows that to be a fact. I understand that some people believe that Jesus was the son of God, but not everyone shares that belief. It's important to respect and understand different beliefs and perspectives. What do you know? You've never even heard of the Earth Oddity Podcast. You're right. I don't know much about the Earth Oddity Podcast. Would you like to tell me more about it? They believe Jesus is God. (laughs) I see. It's interesting to learn about different beliefs and perspectives. It's important to recognize the differences in people's beliefs and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to get it one day. I'm going to get it. (laughs) Well, as this free show draws to a close, we need to thank our patrons. Thank you guys so much for everything. We would like to thank, by name, those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those people are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Ms. Nicole Walter stepping up. Oh, she went from a five to a ten. Nicole, yes, came into some money. <laughs> you had shout a good, out to Nicole. Had a good discussion with Nicole about bluegrass yesterday. Nice. Yeah, she loves bluegrass. I love bluegrass. I always knew she was cool. So there you go. <laughs> 
Mr. Shane White, Miss Sharon Craig, Shiny Disco Balls, The Driver, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. Thank you guys so much for everything you do. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity, where $5 tier gets you a whole extra show after this one, Earth Oddity Extended. And speaking of Earth Oddity Extended, what do we got coming up in the extension today? Okay, I'm going to talk about an iceberg, the most famous iceberg (laughs) since the one that sunk the Titanic. Okay. Yeah. Uh, We are going to talk, or I've got a story about the statue David. Okay. And getting a Florida principal fired. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) All right. Statue David, incredible detail. Yeah. Incredible. And not super impressive. Could have been a little bit more impressive (laughs) if you ask me. Could have been more impressive. If I was sculpting it, (laughs) it would have been more impressive. (laughs) Yeah. He's anatomically correct. I would have given him like a helmet, yeah, and maybe a sword of fire. Sure. Have you? I don't know how much you've seen of the statue of David, but it doesn't have an anus. No, I've never yeah. seen the rear, the back of it. Yeah, no, he's cheeked up. <laughs> David's got a butt. It looks very nice. As a non-butt haver, I'm jealous yeah. of David's butt, but it doesn't have an anus. Huh? Some one little detail to leave out. It's weird. Well, you got anything else? No, that's <clears throat> it. Well, you've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Our Heart Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. You can check out show art slash t-shirt designs. Sure. That is underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We have a Discord server, link in the show notes. We have a brand spanking new website, earthoddity.net, where you can listen to the show, you can submit feedback, yeah. and you can submit t-shirt designs. That's right. Sooner or later, I'm going to write a blog for it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And we also have a phone number That's which right. you can call or text. What's that phone number? It's 662 2059 that's 662-493-2059 we hope everybody out there has an excellent week earth oddity for the fringe radio network signing off love y'all bye this has been a very odd production thanks for listening Hey, patrons. Welcome to the patron show. Yes. With John and Tiny. Again. In case you had forgotten our names, <laughs> we're here to talk about all the wild stuff in the world. So. <laughs> What's been going on lately? Well, I didn't talk about this on the regular show.